is going on everybody? My name is Andrew and welcome to the Bundesliga. This is episode 41 and today we are going back into some Bundesliga action. I've caught you guys up last week. Now we are here at match day 10 in December. So we're getting to a, a winter break this year with the coronavirus pandemic and the very, very busy and tight schedule that a lot of teams have. There's going to be a truncated winter break. It's not going to be as long as it usually is. But we are coming to that time where the first half of the season is almost over. I mean, wow, I'm kind of surprised. It really flew flew by super quickly for me. I, I Usually at this point in time, I'm still like eager and eager for more soccer. But right now I'm like, I have the MLS Cup playoffs going on. I have Bundesliga action every other week. I have Champions League action. So I'm pretty fulfilled right now with soccer. And I'm super happy about it. But I am even more happy to get more into some Bundesliga action. So in match day 10, we have the Berlin Derby with Union Berlin versus Hertha Berlin. And we also have the battle at the top of the table with challengers RB Leipzig coming up against champions Bayern Munich. So with all that said, let's get right into it. First off, let's talk about the main match, main attraction of the weekend, and that is Hertha Berlin versus recently promoted Union Berlin. Remember, this is only Union Berlin's second season in the top tier in the Bundesliga. So for a team that is newly promoted and has a lot of history, they're having a great, great year. Right now, they are sitting at 4-4-2, four, four currently in the Europa League spot in sixth place in the table. That is just amazing for a team that a year ago just got promoted. So congrats to them. They're sitting in a Europa League spot as of right now. I think the biggest thing for them was picking up Max Caruso. He has proved to be an invaluable asset to this team and is definitely the reason why they are doing so well this year. This match, unfortunately, does not go as planned for Union with the other Berlin team, Hertha Berlin, taking the victory. This is the first loss in five matches that Union's had. First loss in five matches. And it's got to suck to them. It's got to sting a bit that it's against their derby, their cross-city rivals in Hertha Berlin. After a straight red card somewhere around the 20th minute for a, a very high foot with some studs to the, to the face or to the head, a straight red card for Union leads to a final score of 3-1 from Hertha Berlin with a quick brace and I believe about four minutes from Christoph Piatek on Hertha Berlin. So Hertha is able to take that red card, use it to their advantage, and really dominate Union Berlin in this game. So Union falls, but they are still ahead of Hertha Berlin in the table. This would have been one of those matches for sure that would have been a lot more fun, a lot more interesting with a packed stadium. Unfortunately, obviously, we can't have that right now, but I remember watching last year's Derby, and oh boy, do those Union fans show up. I definitely mentioned it in a previous episode where Union Stadium is three quarters standing room only. It's it's like the supporter section, safe standing sections in some arenas. Three quarters of the stadium is that. The only side that's not safe standing is the side you don't see on camera uh, that is kind of behind the cameras. But that all aside, Hertha Berlin takes this win. Next up, in another match that would have been a great atmosphere with fans, let's talk about Bayern Munich versus RB Leipzig. This is a great battle at the top of the table with the number one team taking on the number two team, 
for all the marbles. This is kind of where gaps get built and separation between the top contenders starts to build. So this is a very important match for both teams. In this match, Julian Nagelsmann's side, RB Leipzig gets everything correct here with the tactics and goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with Bayern Munich. With an early mistake by Manuel Neuer, RB Leipzig opens the account with a 1-0 with a goal from Christopher Nkunku after Neuer gets way, way off his line, pretty much outside of the 18-yard box, misses the ball, and Nagelsmann has an open net to go for. So that was the first goal. However, on Bayern's side, Coman is the real man that shined here. Three assists in this match for all three of Bayern goals. Thomas Muller gets two of the goals, and youngster Jamal Musalia, 17-year-old Jamal Musalia, gets the other goal. However, his goal was actually the first one. So Javier Martinez came off with an injury. Musalia gets subbed on, and mere minutes later, ties up the game for Bayern at 1-1. So this youngster had a lot of minutes in this game, probably upward to 60 or 70 since Javier Martinez had to come off. And he showed what he is worth in this game and definitely put some pressure on RB Leipzig. In this match, it was just back and forth and back and forth. The real shining stars on RB Leipzig were Forsberg and Nkunku. They played a great game. Each got a goal, I believe. Uh, Forsberg's first goal in a long time, so that was, that was really good for him to get on the score sheet, get his confidence back up. But they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the champions and had a response for everything Bayern threw at them, including two Mueller goals, and, you know, Coman was in top form. He actually set in this game the season Bundesliga record for the fastest man on the pitch. So that was pretty impressive game. Easily the man of the match is, is Kingsley Coman, even though it's a 3-3 tie. So in this match, both teams kind of did what they needed to do. You know, Bayern didn't lose any points and get overtaken by RB Leipzig. RB Leipzig didn't lose and, and have that gap grow to first place. They're still in contention. Each team walks away with a point, and honestly, I think they're probably both pretty happy to walk away with the point. Now, a couple things I'm happy about in this game are that Tyler Adams actually got some starting time. When you guys know that I'm a Red Bull New York fan, so seeing Tyler Adams come from the homegrown system here in the MLS and in uh, the New York Red Bull go over to Bundesliga and get starting time against a giant like Bayern Munich is pretty impressive. And there was one cool moment, I don't know if it's going to show in the highlights in, in the uh, show notes, there was one cool moment where he gets fouled by Leroy Sané instead of taking the, the dive and, and crying on the floor. He gets right back up and gets into uh, Leroy Sané's face. So that was kind of a sign of, hey, you're not going to be able to push me around. So that, that was nice from the young American, Tyler Adams. Speaking of young Americans, Chris Richards also got some playing time in this match. Not as much as Jamal Musalia, but he did get subbed in for, I believe, Jerome Boateng towards the end. And then, obviously, Jamal Musalia got a lot of minutes and a goal in this game. So those three players I'm super happy for. I always love seeing young players develop, and especially the three of them getting minutes in a huge game like this is super impressive. Next up, we have Werder Bremen versus Stuttgart. Now, this game was definitely a bit controversial. So an otherwise forgettable game between two mid-card teams was highlighted by some unsportsmanlike conduct. So the match was a 1-0 uh, scoreline to Stuttgart approaching extra time in the end of the game at the 90th minute. So in extra time, there's a mistake by the keeper from Werder Bremen and Juan Mangitka steals the ball 
from the goalie, walks it up to the line, expecting there to be defenders or someone running at him, turns around multiple times and sees that there's no one behind him, so he slowly walks, 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 looking back, keeps walking, looking back, kind of mocking the Werder Bremen team, and then just as he sees the goaltender starting to run at him, he kicks the ball hard right into the back of the net from literally inches, if not millimeters away, and then kind of walks away from, from the ball. At this point, David Selka saw that this is happening from Werder Bremen, walks up and gets right into his face and kind of starts yelling at him for, for toying with the with Werder Bremen and disrespecting them. So that was a, definitely a contentious moment. And then David Selka definitely gets a bit of a consolation where two minutes later in extra time, he scores a goal off a header. So he did get his consolation there, even though that goal did count. And Juan Mangitka got the goal 2-1 to Stuttgart, but he got a yellow card for his efforts. And honestly, I think it was a pretty disrespectful move. Not that it's overtly racist or that it's something horrible or homophobic or some kind of slur, but just that it's unsportsmanlike to, in a top-tier competition like Bundesliga, in, in the top tier of a football league in a major country, to, to show disrespect to your opponent like that, especially when you're scoring what's pretty much going to be the game-winning goal. So I found that a bit disrespectful from Juan Mangitka on uh, Stuttgart. What do you guys think? Let me know because I, I like to see what you guys think as well. So let, let me know, leave a review, and, and tell me what you think. And moving on, one of the other matches I want to talk about this week is Schalke versus Bayer Leverkusen. I'm going to pause for a second and let you guys just take a guess, you know, think about it in your head, take a guess what happens in this match. If you guess Schalke loses, congratulations, you are correct, because they continue their winless streak as they fail to score a single goal against Bayer Leverkusen. On the other hand, Bayer Leverkusen gets three goals in this match, and with the result the day before of the RB Leipzig versus Bayern Munich match, Bayer Leverkusen actually jumps into second place one point above the contenders at that point, RB Leipzig, and one point below Bayern Munich. So we have a very, very tight race at the top for the Bundesliga title. So that is not surprising from Schalke's point of view, and they really got to get something started in the season if they don't want to get relegated. I think we're in a really dangerous spot here for Schalke, and they legitimately are facing relegation at this point in the season, which is, I mentioned before, it's kind of sad to see a historic team like them go through something like this, but they really got to make some changes. They haven't won a game all season, and we're on the 10th match day. So we really need Schalke to turn something around or they can face uh, some danger and some relegation. Now, lastly, before I move on to European competition, I just want to quickly touch on the Dortmund versus Frankfurt match. In this match, Frankfurt showed that they are still up to the challenge. Even though over the last couple of years they've lost a bunch of players to uh, Premier League teams and other teams around Europe, they show they're still up to the challenge and get a 1-1 tie out of this match. They get some, uh, some points out of a powerful Dortmund team. However, Dortmund is missing Erling Holland, so it's curious to think how this match would have turned out had Holland been around, and especially in the form he was in. in. In that case, I probably could have seen a Dortmund victory, but Frankfurt squeezes out a 1-1 tie, and I just want to give a shout-out to the young American Gio Reyna with a beautiful goal. So we have Musalia, the young Englishman, scoring a, a nice goal for, for uh, Bayern. Then we have Gio Reyna 
scoring a beautiful goal for Dortmund. The youngsters are really, really performing well this year in the Bundesliga, as they do most years. Bundesliga is definitely a great league. The German league is a great league to develop young talent, as I've mentioned plenty and plenty of times on this show. Now, moving on, we are going to mention some Champions League action. Now, as we approach match day six in the Champions League coming up, Bayern Munich have already qualified for the knockout rounds. All the German teams are first place in their groups, minus RB Leipzig. This includes Bayern Munich being first in their group, Borussia Mönchengladbach being first in their group, and that's in a group that has Real Madrid and, surprisingly, a really good Shakhtar Donetsk team this year, so that's not easy for, for Gladbach. And then Borussia Dortmund is first in their group. No shocker there with the performance that Erling Holland is having this year. I'm not shocked in the least. Now, where it gets interesting is RB Leipzig's group. They are currently in a three-way tie with Manchester United and Paris Saint-Germain. All three teams have nine points, and it's going to come down to the last match day, match day six, where RB Leipzig faces Manchester United. Now, this is going to be a very interesting match because RB Leipzig is playing pretty well, but Man U is doing good for themselves also. PSG arguably has the easiest game here, playing uh, Istanbul Basha Shakir, I think is the name of the team. And if PSG wins that game, they get three points, they're up to 12. Whichever one of the teams between RB Leipzig or Man U wins the game, that team is most likely going to advance. However, we could have a shocker and PSG could, could lose to Istanbul. And then who knows what's going to happen with Man U and RB Leipzig. It's, it's really going to be an interesting match day seeing what happens here. And then lastly, we have some Europa League action. There are two German teams that qualified for Europa League this year, and they are Bayer Leverkusen and Hoffenheim. So as of right now, Leverkusen sit second in Group C with 12 points, and Hoffenheim is first in Group L with 13 points, and they are undefeated in their group. So it's looking like both of those teams will be advancing. We will have potentially all the German teams in European competition advancing on to go fight another day in the knockout stages of the Europa League and the Champions League. So that is all around good news for the German teams in European competition. So that is all that I have for you guys this week. Definitely check out the show notes. I'm going to have some really cool clips in there. I'll have a highlight of the Berlin Derby. I'll have highlights of the Bayern Munich versus RB Leipzig match. You're not going to want to miss that one. That was a banger of a game with three goals on each side. I'll have highlights of the Bayer Leverkusen versus Schalke game. If you want to make a Schalke fan cry, definitely just send them that. And then I will also have the Werder Bremen versus Stuttgart game where you can see Juan Mangitka and his disrespectful goal to Werder Bremen. So all of that will be in the show notes. Now, definitely don't forget to check me out on social media. I have an Instagram, which is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. That is welcome to the Bundesliga with underscores between each word. You can also email me at w2bundesliga at gmail.com. That is w2bundesliga at gmail.com. Send any fan questions that way, anything you want to talk about, and I will definitely mention it on the show. Now, with all that being said, my name is Andrew, and I'll see you next time.